one day we'll have intro music, but like, not today. Hi, I'm Eleanor. And I'm Kalina. And welcome to Don't Quote Me On That. Where and we kind of talk about movies. Yeah, where we do talk about movies. We uh, do. Yes. Today we're talking about a movie that is old. I think we're like two for I would probably. say it's objectively I'm old. It's right now. Over a decade at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's um, a movie that I have tried to avoid seeing for a very long time. And Eleanor was like, I have a great idea. And I subjected her to Jennifer's body, so I figured I should return the favor and watch this. I don't think this is exactly the same, because I don't think you ended up loving this movie as much as I loved Jennifer's body. We'll see. But you win some, oh, you lose some. I didn't hate it, which I thought I would. I thought I would think it was the worst movie in the world, and it wasn't, so... I definitely watched this movie too young. Again, a running theme for Eleanor's life. Yeah. She needed some supervision. Or more than she had, at least. Yeah, I watched this when I was over alone at a boy's house. So, come on. Step it up. <laughs> uh, Cleo, would you like to introduce the movie I subjected you to? It's uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. I believe is the title. I just wrote Scott Pilgrim in my notes, so. But it's Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It's got Michael Sarah and Chris Evans and Anna Kendrick and, and then a whole Brie bunch of other Larson, people I recognize. And yeah, Mae Whitman and Aubrey Plaza. Oh, I love Mae Whitman. This was, but, um, this was a good movie was a good for movie. me. You love me. I love Mae Whitman. Yeah, I love Mae Whitman. Have we not had this conversation before? We probably have. We probably have. Uh, oh, my... um, to start... Real quick, this is my first note because I wanted to remember. Um, I made you, you made me guess your favorite character in Jennifer's body. So I want you to guess my favorite character in this movie. Two seconds, let me remember what my favorite character is because I wrote it at the end. Okay, okay yes. I, do you want Go his ahead. actor's character. name or his name name? name Wait, are um, we going, whichever. are we going favorite, like, you think it's the cutest character, favorite overall? Um, you didn't give me any guidelines so, uh, for Jennifer's body, so, like, okay. whatever you want to, like, I right. it was obvious for Jennifer's body, but whatever you want to go with. I'm pretty sure you liked Mr. Mr. Chris Evans. That was, you know what? It's a tie. So I wrote him initially, but actually, um, Knives is my favorite character. Okay, that works. That works, yeah. too. Because, um, well, as, you, as we'll get into in my notes, <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on that whole situation but no chris evans was like he was number one up probably up until the, right until the end because okay. i don't know if you've ever seen chris evans yeah uh, especially like young chris evans with a beard yeah. i wrote down chris evans is like a rogue superhero is my favorite like i love captain america and captain america is probably one of my favorite superheroes but chris evans like he was um what the flame and the fantastic four mm -hmm. i just love him as like a, a sort of like kind of morally gray almost character who's so still doing was the right thing but like he's gonna do his own way yeah mm -hmm. Um, so, I, I think this show just has my dream cast. Yeah. Forever. I was, <laughs> I somehow caught the last like five minutes of 21 Jump Street and it has two of these same people in it. Yeah, at least. And I was like, you know what? They should, they should keep doing this together. <laughs> um, anyway, so Scrub Pilgrim vs. the World. It is a movie based on a graphic novel series and essentially it follows a boy who needs to fight the seven evil exes of his new future, of his, of his romantic interest in order to be able to date her, which is how normal things go. 
I had no idea what the plot of this movie was before I watched it. I just knew I did not want to watch it. Like, that was all I had going in. I was like, Michael Sarah, I have no interest in this movie. So, like, that was my only frame. But um, I kept writing, and like, like once you said it's about a graphic novel, it makes a lot more sense. A lot yeah. of my notes are, is this a superhero movie? I think this is a superhero <laughs> movie. This is filmed like a superhero movie. One thing I will say that I really was surprised I liked, I really thought the editing and production yes. in this was so like that's how i like to edit things like they do a lot of very smooth cuts like mm -hmm. I, I think the best way to frame it is like you know how on tiktok transitions are a big thing um they did a lot of transitions like that where like if you blink you didn't even realize you yeah scenes and i like to i like i like to cut things like that um as evidenced by the wonderful editing job done in our yes. our podcast here but um, i thought the production value was fantastic especially for a movie when they were they weren't like big name like michael sarah and anna kendrick and all that are big names now but yeah. they wouldn't have been like that then in 2010 yeah i thought yeah. i thought it was really fun hell yeah i don't know i just like really... we could use big film school words um mm -hmm. it was dynamic yes it, it was, was fun, um, really. It was just, it was fun. It was, it was, it was, it was, yeah, I thought it was produced very well. It was very interesting. Um, um, it was a box office fail, flop, bomb, whatever, what have you. But it has gained a cult following, um, which is interesting because I didn't see it in our cult movies lecture for film studies. Explain that. I was going to say, you sound like you're giving, a, you sound like you're, you're giving our film presentation. <laughs> we have to do a film presentation for one of our classes. And I... Did we do it on Twilight? Yes, we did. Yeah, we did it on Twilight. <laughs> so it was us, and we stood up in front of the room, and the teacher's directly in the back of the room looking at us, and then there's, like, maybe four other people there at Tops. So sweet. And we were like, anyway, here's the best movie of all time. <laughs> people had done, like, the Titanic and Crazy yeah. Rich Asians and these these movies with real just emotional moments, and they could pick out, you know, the most beautiful wedding in the world scene, and we were like, that vampire looks cool. He got baseball pants on. No, no. Twilight got some emotional moments. Remember when Bella um, leaves and she yells at Charlie? That's the worst scene in all of the movies. That's the worst. I don't. That's like, the worst? worst than when Edward. Worse than when Edward left her in the woods. Okay. I feel so bad. Charlie's my favorite character in Twilight. He by the is. Way. He has a head. He's, He's the only like, one in the whole town with a head. He's got sense. He cares about his daughter. The man is kind of like, at the end of the day, he's like, you know what, whatever. If you're happy, I'm not happy, but it's okay. If you're happy, that's what's working. I also liked his um, steadfast attitude against a vampire. He was like, no, that's just a real weird bear. It's fine. He, <laughs> come on, guys. It's a grizzly. Come on. Or like, um, remember when Jacob went to go and like, go change into a wolf in front of him and he started taking off his clothes and he was like, hold on, son. Wait a second. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, worst scene in the Twilight movies by far, I will go on record, is when Bella leaves in Twilight and she says she doesn't want to get stuck here like her mom did. Yeah. And you can see it in his face. Oh. Um, we went on a little uh, detour, as usual. Yes. We were trying not to talk about Twilight too much. Scott yeah. Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Uh, do you want to start? Because I got, I got like two pages of notes, I'm going to be honest. I paused this about every minute or so to write something down. So. You want to just kind of go chronologically? Yes, please. Okay. If your friend starts, if your friend who was over, who was over 19 years old, okay? We talk a day they turn 19. I don't care. If they come home <laughs> and tell you that they're dating a 17-year-old high schooler, you kick them. You kick them very hard where it will hurt the most. I, 
this is half of my notes okay this is like one page of my two pages of notes i said don't date high schoolers if you're not one saying you're 22 because at the we think at the beginning he goes you're 28 and he goes no i'm 22 and saying you're 22 instead of 28 is not a flex when it comes to dating no. a high schooler Mm-mm. and then i also i said i hate everyone at this table if i went somewhere and the people spoke like scott i'd leave yeah. and then i said are they related why does no one say this is a terrible idea i uh, also i never wanted a college boyfriend um i didn't get i never got like when i was in high school i never got the appeal of oh my boyfriend's like older than me and lives in a different state and is going to college i didn't get that and i definitely like my um one problem i have with this movie is i don't get scott's appeal like (laughs) not that i don't not that i don't like michael Sarah, you know and i don't think he's like not that i don't think he's cute or whatever it's just scott as a person i don't get why multiple girls were fighting over him i i do get that no one explained that that's why I thought it was a superhero movie. No one explained what like <laughs> what was attracting them to him. I it definitely Yeah. I will say though, if Michael Sarah was was as old it was, you know, ten years younger and he looked like that now. Can you imagine like a Venn diagram of people who left lost after Matthew Gray Gubbler and a Venn and uh people who left after Michael it's Sarah? Same. It's a circle. That's just a circle. It's a circle. Can you imagine if but they like, were like also, both big at the same time? But yeah, no, I Scott get Pilgrim, the I get the appeal of him being in a band, but mm-hmm. also the guy who the guy I don't know his name and oh young Neil, mm-hmm. okay, wasn't even in the band and I promise you everyone would have been after him. He's so He just cute. stood in the background. <laughs> yeah. And, like, even the lead singer had something going for him that Michael Sarah. And, again, I don't want to knock Michael Sarah. There's nothing wrong with him. It's just I was... It was not clicking. No one explained it. There was no basis for this yeah. argument. I will say I can understand the appeal um, if, if you're, you know, a 15-year-old or 17-year-old, whatever. A 17-year-old mm-hmm. who really liked boys and bands, then he's perfect because mm-hmm. he's, like... Especially, Knives seemed to be fairly, like, inexperienced in dating, and he looked like he had no idea what he was doing ever. So, you know, I, I get that appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody right who has edgy for it. more than one brain cell um, and isn't a 17-year-old girl, do better. You know you can do better. You do. Nobody... Um, come on. Yeah. My next set of notes is Knives, question mark, he definitely made her up. Oh my god, he didn't make her up. That was her name. That was her name. He was, I don't remember who he was talking to, but he said her name, and then she was like, oh, she's Asian. Like, that explains the name Knives. Which made it worse, almost. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was was like a two-second turnaround. I wrote this note, and by the time I finished writing it, he was opening the door, and she was like, hey, Knives, and I was like, oh my god, she's real. (laughs) What happened next? was I think we met Audrey Plaza and we had that moment in the in the in the record shop where he mentioned the name of the 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 Brie Larson band. Oh wait. No. Sorry, I have to tell you this, this is the funniest note I wrote. So I I'm going to read you through my notes cuz I think they're funnier than I'll be Yeah, right I think now. we'll let your said, notes kind of yeah. structure the episode. So it, it, I wrote them as I was watching it, so it's in order. I said, how are Scott and Bearded Dude the same age? Because Bearded Dude looked like he had, like, 15 kids, and Scott looked like he was one of his kids. Um, is his talent... And then he said he has talent. So I said, is his talent looking like a Wolverine impersonator? And then I said, <laughs> tag your, <laughs> I said, tag yourself, I'm young Neil, lives here. 
<laughs> but I thought their music was um, very realistic for like an underground band. I did think like the music, and like I said this later in, in my notes, but the music for each band made sense for their popularity. Like Brie Larson's band, I think they were bigger and that music made sense. Whereas some of the bands, they were battling and battle the bands made sense for like what levels they were at. I thought yeah. that was pretty good. Well done. I think. Okay. Do you have any thoughts on <laughs> my recap? Um, not yet. I think you're funny. Um, but, but we did know that one. I have said this, I, maybe we've said this before. I wouldn't want to date somebody in a band. That just seems like a lot for me. I yeah. would like to date oh, somebody was... who has a nice office job that, you know. A stable, an apartment. Don't be asking me to go anywhere dog. past midnight. Oh no. My mom's watching 90 Day Fiance. We were watching 90 Day Fiance while she was doing my hair. And these girls get off like these 30 hour flights, right? And the guys are like, okay, let's go to the club and meet my no. friends. No, I'm going to bed. You can go. Genuinely, you can go. I don't care. I will be asleep. Um, and also Knives, when she came over to watch them practice, she goes, this is life changing. And I said, I think seeing them practice and dating a dude in the band would be life changing for me as well because I would no longer have eardrums. Because the, yeah. they were, like, here playing, and then the couch was here, and they were just blasting the amp in her face. And that's how you die. Yeah. But I do like how they did the opening when they did the title, and, like, the room kind of got bigger. I thought that was sick. Yeah. And then I started to like the movie from there, and I was like, I don't like this. Um, I think next we meet his roommate, um, Wall Wallace? Wallace, yeah. Wallace. I liked Wallace a lot, actually. I thought he was hilarious, and that's what Eleanor and I sound like. That is ex that's the first thing I thought. I thought we were also what uh, Wallace and his sister sounded like. I think that was also a good mm -hmm. representation yeah. of us. I thought that I thought it was written very well. Um, I think thinking back to like Jennifer's body, how we're talking about when you're friend, like it's hard to write friends, especially when they've been friends for so long. Mm -hmm. And I think every friend was written real, like every relationship was written really well. Yeah. I think I like Anna Kendrick. I always forget I like her and then she pops up. She's so funny. She's so much fun. I don't remember if this was right then, but I liked it when it was Scott Wallace. Other Scott. Um, don't Just don't date somebody don't with the that. same name as Especially anybody you live with. Especially if you're sharing a bed with them. Oh my god. Let me see if I can find this note because it was about them sleeping. Oh, I said... Um, I said, they couldn't afford, like, one more mattress with their kind of big band money. Or maybe a sheet, a pull-out couch, and yeah, a mattress. Sleeping on the, the floor thing. may have been preferable. I know a queen bed is expensive, but I feel like two bad, like, two bad twin mattresses would run you about the same. You really did not yeah, have to be doing they, all it that. It wasn't like they were paying for a bed frame. I'm pretty sure in some shots there wasn't even, like, a sheet on the mat. Like, they... They barely paid for the blanket. <laughs> Yeah, like they could have, they could have, uh, listen, I don't know how much air mattress is, but I think it's in the budget. I just have a feeling. Yeah, like I don't even want to, if I ever get married, I don't even want to share a bed with them. I would not willingly share a bed with no. some, it also like never explains how they know each other, but I don't think there's like a great answer for how. I did like, actually like that because I think that's what helped make some of the relationships believable is and again, um, I guess that kind of helped that they didn't explain why Scott was so appealing. Is they just never give you any like they, like that's why I genuinely thought this was a superhero movie. And then when we meet mm -hmm. the first later on when we meet the first boyfriend, I was like, this is this is definitely this is a superhero movie, right? That's the only explanation for any of these things going on. Because superhero movies have so much like technical stuff to get through that they can't bother with the background half yeah. the time. Yeah, 
I did like the the sister roommate solidarity. I thought that was a that was a good choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yes, I wrote Anna Kendrick was yeah she's the only lady with sense. Um, I think in order I would give it to Anna Kendrick and then Kim and then whoever Aubrey Plaza played. Those are the most sensible people in the whole movie. Yeah. Her name is. And they're all women, so Julie. Julie. Yeah. Yes. But um, I think after that he has the dream about Ramona. Yes. And then she appears. So I was like, maybe he's a prophet. I was really trying to sort Scott out, okay? I was really... <laughs> I had a lot of questions. Oh, Scott. I just... I was trying to figure... Listen, she was in his dream, and the next shot, she was real. Yeah. So no, I was like, what right. am I supposed to think? Maybe he's like... I don't know. He, he poofs people into life. I really don't know, okay? I'm trying to figure it out. But I think he's going around the party asking people about yeah, her, well, and he, I don't remember. They go to the record shop first, and then he... Yeah, mm-hmm. he meets um, the guy who is the guy from New Girl... Not, like, the main guy, but the other guy. Um, well, none of the three... Okay. Ma- not important. Um, he finds her, and his title card is, like, knows everyone or something. And he's like, do you know somebody with pink hair? Is and his then- name Komu? Yeah. Komu? Yeah. Okay, wait. I was, I was trying to remember who this was, right? Because I wrote a note said, Scott is Eleanor, and the other guy is me explaining that Sandra Bullock and Jennifer Garner are not the same person, and neither are Steve Carell and Will Smith. Sorry, you... Because I um, have to explain that to you Eleanor just cut out time. for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, nope, we're rolling with it. Um, okay, all right. You'll hear my joke later. It's gonna be a surprise <laughs> for everyone. I, mean, I keep cutting out on Eleanor's end, so she's getting happy yeah. jokes. But yeah, Eleanor doesn't know what anyone looks like, and she's no, convinced these not. people are the same, so she doesn't like them. No, but... Okay, but this guy, I know who it is, because I am a little bit in love with him. Because, again, this movie... Really, this movie just cemented a few truths for me, seeing everybody in this movie all at once. I have a note that says, I think Ramona was Eleanor's inspiration. And then I also, after watching this movie, it reminded me of Eleanor and I did an episode where we switched albums. So I listened to a One Direction album. And Eleanor listened to Hell Freezes Over by the Eagles. And afterwards, I feel like we had a better understanding <laughs> yeah, of each other as people. And after watching this movie, I was like, no, that makes, like, Eleanor makes a lot more sense now. And, okay, well, I saw this movie for the first time, I think, freshman or j- sophomore year of high school. I went over to my boyfriend's house and we watched this movie, which, first of all, don't do that. If you're going to watch this movie, you're going to watch it alone or... With not somebody that you're dating, because that's weird. Yeah, it's a good group movie. Like, it's funny, but I wouldn't necessarily want to watch it one-on-one. No. Also, like, that just sends a weird message. (laughs) Um, Anyway, they meet at the party, I think. Mm-hmm. And then... And he tells her, like, a Pac-Man fun fact, which was not... Yeah, which he already said to Knives, which, like, if you're gonna have a go-to story, at least have it be interesting. You know what my go-to story mm-hmm. is if I want some attention? I go to school in Ireland. That's so much better mm-hmm. than Pac-Man looking like a That's hockey a puck. Mm-hmm. Except unless you're in Ireland and then it doesn't really work. So my go-to was my dad was Jamaican. And that usually worked for me there. So. Oh my, today <laughs> was my last day of lectures for my undergrad. So I got a little emotional. And then one of my teachers started talking about some scholar who was Jamaican. And I was like, I know somebody Jamaican. I miss her. But it was not a great moment, not a shining moment for me. I I think that scene, I don't know. I, th- I think little things like that, again, it was a superhero movie, and you can't convince me otherwise, but, like, it, it was very well grounded in, I think, the the demographic and 
whatnot. And also, I apologize if this feels very choppy. Eleanor keeps cutting out on my end, so like I'm yeah, the storage. Yeah, my, my connection is kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, but um, um, no, I thought that I thought that was good. I don't want to burst your bubble, but superhero movies, especially the like Marvel superhero movies and this movie, are both based off comics. That's why there's a lot of similarities. Why well, didn't know that it was based off a okay. comic? I went. Yeah, I said that at the beginning. Okay. I said, now that you told me it was based off a graphic okay, novel, it right. makes a lot more sense. Okay. I but just I wanted to make I, sure that you had made that connection. I was a little bit again, worried. Again, going in, I knew Michael Sarah was in the movie. And I was not interested. Uh, there was a turn of events on the second half. So. Okay. So. I think I've talked enough. He, yeah, so he's ordering things from Amazon and he says something about how he has to look cool. And then when she comes, I'm probably skipping up a couple of things, but then she comes to his house to deliver the package and she doesn't even know what it is. And it, like, just, I just don't understand men. She said the word subspace highway and then, she did. Um, well, like, that was normal. And then he told her a joke and then he proceeded to explain it. And I tell to Eleanor all the time if you have to explain your joke, it's not funny. It's bad. It's a bad joke. Even if you have to, like, give any sort of clarification, you need to go back and workshop that thing. I applaud you for trying a new joke. Gotta workshop mm -hmm. it again. Yeah. Um, every Now, I'm watching... I watch a lot of Law & Order, obviously, and every time I watch the season with Lupo and Bernard, um, that's the one where he told a bad joke and you were like, no, you gotta... <laughs> if you miss it and he tried again and you said if you miss it the first day, you can't try again. Yeah. So every time... He, he does that a lot and every time he makes a bad joke, I think of you... But one of the jokes was, um, I think someone got poisoned, right? Mm -hmm. And the lady was like, I've never seen a poison like this before. And Lupo goes, I have. It's called murder-itis. And I was like, no, honey. And I, Detective Lupo's my favorite detective. But I was like, we gotta, we gotta, um, <laughs> not your finest moment. I'll forgive you because you look really nice. But like, try again. Sometimes in SVU, they try to make jokes like that too. And I'm like, guys, read the room. Please. I, I don't mind the joke, because usually it's between, like, the two cops, so it's okay. Yeah. I'm just saying it to the families. But I was like, that should have stayed in your brain, though. It <laughs> should have stayed inside. Okay. Uh, I liked... One thing I did like about the relationship, which might be the only thing, is she was kind of... Like, I think the gender roles were reversed. And I said in, like, the scene where they... Like, the reason she went, when he went over to her house and they almost had sex... She's portrayed as the typically masculine one, like, the way it was filmed and shot and, like, the positions they were in. She, I think she, and not to, like, apply genders to those roles, but, like, that would be typically the more possessive, um, dominating role, I guess. And mm -hmm. usually they would have the man in that, and she was that instead. But it wasn't, it wasn't obvious, it was just because I'm hyper aware of camera angles all the time that I, like, noticed. Yeah, I noticed that, too. I, like, I, they gave her I, the power. That's a good point. Yeah. I... I just want to say, I have seen, like, gifs on Tumblr of that scene where she's like, actually, I don't want to have sex. And then he's like, that's cool. And they're like, oh my gosh, we love the consent king. Ooh, respectful. Uh, not to say that word. That's the bare minimum. <laughs> Shut the up. Minimum. Like, genuine, like, look, yes, it's good bare that minimum. he did the right thing. He doesn't deserve all of that. No. And, like, I... I'll, I'll allow some pass because it's media and I do think it's important to portray those things in media so mm -hmm. I think looking at it more of oh that's good that they put this in this movie rather than he specifically did it makes sense but like yeah if you're hyping people up for doing the bare minimum then the other stuff they're like 
it doesn't feel like that far of a stretch, right? Because the bare, because yeah. to them, the bare minimum is like the peak they can do, you know? Yeah, the bare minimum is not. And I said, it's not just saying. Yeah. Okay, to a reasonable request. Um, I liked how I don't think any of them were were too much. Like as as characters, no. I think they're it's very easy, especially in a genre like this. Um, yeah. And especially like the relationship between a Manny Pixie dream girl and a scraggly white guy. It's very easy mm -hmm. to just go just a little bit too over the top and make it unrealistic. Not like this movie was the height of realism, but I, I did think the, the the personalities were at least the, the core yeah. the core of it. There's only one character I would say was like way too much and we're gonna get to him in a second. <laughs> so I will I'll save that for later. But um I think after this they had the first battle of the bands with the with the band Crash and the Boys. And I said that Eleanor is Crash's. <laughs> Crash goes, this song is called I Am So Sad, I Am So Very, Very Sad. And I said that was you. Yeah. And I said, I hate you, please die is what my brain sounds like when I've got too many tabs open for an essay. Mm-hmm. Because have you ever closed your, t like, I've, I'm doing a presentation right now and I've probably got about 30 tabs open. And I'm so excited to close those things. Or like, when you remove bookmarks for your sources. Oh. Just nerdy things. Anyway. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Just grad school things. Anyway, do you have any points? <laughs> um, no, I want to know what you have to think about Matthew Patel. Oh, also, first of all, it's not Scott's fault that he didn't fully read the email about seven evil exes. I, you I have <laughs> one full, <laughs> no, honestly, you have three words in an email. I'll read the first three and then I'll be like, nope, mm -mm. goodbye. If the subject line's not interesting, I'm going to wait two days to open it, so... Yeah. Um, before fault. we get to Matthew Patel, I said I think the stylistic toys like feedback when the band was playing and the video games effects make the movie better because they were telling I think I think if you removed those elements like the video game effects and the title cards and maybe even some of the editing choices, it's a very straightforward point. It's this guy's gotta get over these hurdles this girl has with her ex boyfriends to be with her. Mm -hmm. And kind of improve and like also recognize his faults. But I think they kind of added another dimension to the movie by doing that. And yeah. then, um, not to sound like a media student, and shout out to Rosemary and Mary I, but I think it was a postmodern film. I think it the elements it incorporated. It, yeah, it if if it's not a fully postmodern film, I don't know if I would like completely call it a postmodern film, but I do. Mm -hmm. I would say that it does have a lot of kind of the the fun traits of postmodernity. Yeah, I was thinking of um, Existence. That's what it made me think of. But um, I also said that I enjoyed that they added the dimension, but not plot-wise. Like, they didn't add a confusing plot twist that yeah. made the story just too much. It was just in these little details. Um, yeah, I think you could even go as far as to say it's kind of like a like a, a transmedia, a, a transcending mm -hmm. work, because it does yeah. borrow so much from kind of the comic books, which I think, I don't know, I think it's cute. I think you should stick to the source material if you're based off of it yeah, and also no, the, having that context makes a lot more like i liked it before but having that context make it like it makes a ton more sense why they did that click something yeah uh, my thoughts on matthew patel i will yes, read them please. for you directly as i wrote them okay please do chronological decided, order i've decided matthew patel is a racist characterization don't ask why i said superhero movie or just postmodern unfortunately i get it it's a fun movie oh now he's dancing and singing definitely racist and then I said, <laughs> I said, he did the Bombay head move earlier, which is, um, Eleanor apparently has a tendency to do this, 
when we're talking and we're doing the podcast and my mom pointed it out so she's named it the bombay head move um and i said the wavering voice which i think is a traditional thing in like bollywood singing and i said i've seen my fair share of bollywood movies so i think it's so like i think it was i said this is so ridiculous it's funny but it's just out of touch enough that it wouldn't fly now and then I said, the hands above the head and the head movement, because he did this. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and then I said, if this were an Indian movie, I wouldn't even be phased. Like, if, if, if someone in an Indian movie started floating and singing a song about how they were going to destroy you, I'd be like, yeah, 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 I don't know, that makes sense, I'm with you. The but little I know about, <laughs> the little I've heard, yeah. And I said, I didn't want to like this movie, but that sold me, so. <laughs> oh, I have a theory after this, but anyway, go on. Um, what are your thoughts on Matthew Patel? <laughs> I thought he was really fun. I a few a few times I was like, you know what, this would be really bad, but I'm glad he's not white. Or no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't like what did Ramona call him? Like the the only non white, non athletic person in town. Yeah. That's like, why I decided it was out of touch enough that it wouldn't uh, Yeah, that not I think right. if you took that out, the rest of it you could like, n- like maybe maybe not the head movement and the hands above the head, but like I think the rest you would have gotten away with because I think it's funny enough. Yeah, that one. We're just... not experts on race I mean, relations. No. <laughs> no, oh God. So you're not. Don't come here for that. If you're here for that, you're in the wrong place. But I appreciate that you made it this far. Yes, <laughs> stick around, but be nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that can be a little bit attributed to it was 2010, but also. Yeah. I know, I didn't love that. I was like, you can have a type, but sometimes just keep... Yeah, and I think if you even... I think if you even look at things that were made, like we watched, like, Jennifer's Body. If you look at things made even a few years earlier, and then a few years after, I think around 2010 was right when a lot of a lot of conversation around that happened. Yeah. So I think it, ma- like, it makes a lot of sense for the time. It's not too out of touch, but it's just, like, a little... It's a few steps just a off little of where we'd be today. sprinkles in of... Yeah. A little residue. But I, don't know, I thought he was still fun. It was fun. It was really fun. I got really confused, and this is where I decided it was. This is where <laughs> the the crux of my superhero postmodern debate happened. But I thought I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I thought the the conversation of several even ex boyfriends and then seven evil exes. I thought that was just very funny. This is like she mm-hmm. she was. It's not like she, she was him. saying it in a very confusing manner. She told him. Yeah, and he just kept like he just. Which I think also spoke to, I think it clued you in, because later on, I think Scott got some depth and realized things about himself. And mm. I think that early on clued you into he really doesn't, he kind of like, he's kind of like really focused on himself. And I don't think he means to be, but she was like, he was like seven ex-boyfriends and she said seven evil exes. And he just kind of kept talking like she hadn't yeah. said anything at all. But about the seven evil exes, um, I said that I have a theory that they represent the seven deadly sins. I have no basis for this theory. I just thought it was interesting. So I said Patel was wrath. Um, because I have to go back and decide this one after, but I said mm-hmm. he was wrath because she talked about how they used to beat up people together at school. So that was my justice for that. And now uh, we're on to um, my favorite person. Uh, sorry, just real quick. If you're an mm-hmm. angsty teenager, um, hearing that people used to have dates that were just beating people, like beating bullies up, um, I don't know what the pipeline from, you know, a 12-year-old watching Scott Pilgrim versus the world and then like being on Zoloft but I there's something there this movie if this movie appealed to you too much go to therapy I think it explains so much about me and Eleanor I did not watch this movie till now Eleanor watched this movie perhaps too early where Eleanor you know, had pink hair look at us 
Look at us. When I watched this movie for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yes. Now, the love of our life. Also, um, just real quick, before before we meet our, our favorite boy, I have a couple mm -hmm. things that I remember. One, I do like that he, he should have broken up with Knives earlier, but I do yes. like that he did it. I think it could have been handled better, should have been handled sooner. Mm -hmm. But I know I a lot of times when somebody cheats in like a media text, it's never the the cheater breaking it off. It's the the one who got cheated on finding out, and then that's yeah. how it implodes. So I, I I appreciated that little bit of accountability, and also yeah, I, I he had to get pushed to it, but I also and I liked that it wasn't like they drifted apart because he just gave up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I don't think Nimes would have like given up on them, but he he definitely would have. So I'm glad he he did eventually kind of come to his senses. Yeah. It came at a horrible time to go, you know, I'm in love yeah. with you. Yikes. That's funny. But I, I didn't mm -hmm. look like that. Like that. Yeah. And real quick before the way that they introduced Kalina's uh, favorite character, Mr. well, second favorite character, Mr. Chris Evans, I thought was absolutely hilarious with the, he used to be a sports star and then turning the magazine over. I, I loved that. All right. I just, I think Chris Evans is great. I did say that there were some racist points here because they talk about Chinese food. And then are you allowed to date outside of your race? Yeah, but I don't remember right. if that was in part, part of, but um, Chris Evans is hilarious. I Oh, I really liked the stunt double scene, like where they all come to beat him up. I thought that was so funny. And then I also really liked, um, oh, okay. So what happened? I figured out my notes. My notes are basically they introduced him. He was on the TV screen, and then we see him later, a couple scenes later. So um, this is about the breakup. Um, the guy Daniel Kaluuya from what is it called? Us? The Jordan Peele movie? Not us. Yeah, Get Out. That, yeah, and Get Out. Um, he 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 talked about his audition trick as you do the audition and then you leave. So I wrote post breakup and then you leave, which is what Scott did. Scott was like. <laughs> Um, that sucks. Anyway, I'm breaking up with you. Bye. <laughs> and just got out of there. But, um, I said the most unrealistic thing is people don't seem to think Chip is the best part of the band. Bread makes you fat. Oh, also, this movie has so many quotes I didn't realize were from this movie. Yeah. The bread makes you fat one. And then he took her on a date and he was like, let's go for a walk. And I said, if I was on a date someplace and the man said, let's go for a walk in the cold and in the slow, I'd be walking. Yeah. Home. No. But, I, and then I go, Captain America looks different. Evans with a gravelly voice is so very good. Um, I said Evans is pride in my seven deadly sins theory, um, cause he thinks he's so wonderful. And I said, is okay. Scott's fighting ability ever explained? And then <laughs> it's I'd explained like as much as his superpowers are, obviously. Exactly. I said, I'd like to be Evans cause he, well, his stunt doubles are fighting Scott. He goes, you homies want anything? <laughs> and then he gets paid to do stunts. And then also my favorite part was at the end where he goes, are you goading me to do a trick right now? And Scott said, yeah, and it still worked. Those are my thoughts on Chris Evans. Look, when you have a good enough trick. What was his name? Lee? Yeah, Lucas Lee. Which porn star yeah. name? Yeah. Um, I just want to say this real quick because it, it came to me when we were talking about Chris Evans. I think mm -hmm. he's, in the Captain America movies, I think he's um, cuter before the serum. And Kalina thinks he's cuter after. And I think that's kind of every. That's, that's us type. in a nutshell. That's our type. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One thing I will say, and not to sound um, 
like a misogynist i don't usually like ladies unfortunately and i know part of that is misogyny and part of that is how they're written which again is misogynistic but i really liked the ladies in this film i thought they had a lot of depth i i think this film i don't think funnily enough i don't think it passed the bechdel test because, but to be fair the movie was about scott so i'm gonna give him a pass for that it was 2010 yeah. the movie was about scott and the kind of the story wasn't like I, what I liked about the story, it was one story happening and everyone was contributing to it versus kind of subplots happening. But I really liked the ladies in this film. I thought they were all well-developed enough and yeah. I thought they had the most sense out of everyone, except for maybe Knives and I'll forgive her because she was 17. Yeah, and Knives was Knives was definitely a, kind of a... I, I thought she was a little bit over the cards at times, like but she was she yeah. was really good for what she was. Um, yeah. I do agree that a lot of the women were a lot more fleshed out than they would be in kind of any teen movie that came out around this time. Like, yeah, exactly. I, On the opposite end, for 2010, this was, like, really out of pocket. Yeah. I say that a lot, but, like, it really it was really good. Well, even, like, Jennifer's body, they weren't... I, I don't know. I think they were just a little bit out of touch with how... Mm -hmm. Granted, they had, like, the whole demon thing going on, but mm -hmm. I don't think the women were as fleshed out as they were in this show, which... No, even yeah. though it was about women, which was which was funny enough because this wasn't even about the women. Um, the next scene that happens after this is my favorite scene in the whole movie, and I've seen it before. It's the Scott's not here scene because that's the kind of um, that's the kind of word game I like to play. <laughs> but it, it, she comes over, look, knives. I think it's knives comes over looking for him, and he goes, "Oh, Scott." And Scott jumps out the window. He goes, "Scott's not here right now." And she goes, "Really?" She goes, yeah. "He's like, yeah, actually, he just left." <laughs> And then he like he um he reaches in to grab his jacket and Wallace moves the door just enough so you can't see him doing it, and um I thought that was I thought that was like I don't know I thought that was the peak comedy. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It, it did remind scene. me of you. Who is very good at yeah, like, like talking around the truth. Yeah. Um, and I again I didn't realize how many quotes came from this scene like from this movie like it's I'm I'm. I'm mad that I like this movie. I get, like, I get why people watch this. I would watch it. Like, I, I don't really don't like watching things again. I would watch this again. Ooh, that's high praise. That is high praise. I don't believe in watching anything ever, more than once. Maybe not even once. And I don't remember what I don't remember what this quote was from, but I'd like to use it. It says, "I'd love to postpone, darling, but I just cast my, cashed my last rain check." <laughs> I thought that was good. That was good. I didn't know. I know this is a little bit later, but I didn't know the um, the the TikTok audio that everybody used when they dye their hair. I didn't know that was yeah. from when Nyes dyed her hair. I always I thought for some reason I thought it was her. from yeah. For some reason I thought it was two characters from Bob's Burgers, which I can't explain. I I didn't realize it was just like there was like one line in that audio that the other girl says, but it's just Knives talking. I thought it was two people having a conversation mm -hmm. back and forth. Oh, and the, oh, what did he do this time? No, it's me. Okay, what did you do this time? I didn't realize that came from this either. That's what Eleanor and I sound like. Yeah, I said, oh my god, that's where the hair dye sound is from? <laughs> I think it's one of my only notes, because it was like, kept in my head. Yeah. Alright, I'm sorry, I've been doing, like, all the talking. What do you mean? Oh, no, it's just, it's welcome. I, I love hearing your, your thoughts and feelings. Um, I never talk, so this is, uh, don't expect this again for a while. <laughs> I said Todd looks like the guy from Mean Girls, so Todd's, um, Brie Larson's character's boyfriend, the white-haired, the vegan. Mm -hmm. Oh, thought that was so funny, okay? I thought that I was said, funny. um, 
I said the music the bands play makes sense for their level of fame, which I mentioned earlier. And then I said this is where vegan supremacy started. Okay, now that I know this movie was made in 2010, this is this is how this is this where is the, you can blame yeah. the movie. Okay. Um, and I said I've always wondered how does not eating dairy give you superpowers? And I was like, well, you, you've always wondered that. Is that just a common, a common knowledge? Because I didn't yeah. know that. I don't eat dairy. I don't have superpowers. I've never had dairy. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe I like needed to have cut out dairy. I've never like well, I've had dairy, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I've you never had go cow's milk directly, of, of so I giving to cut it out. Up. Yeah. Um, and I said Todd is um, gluttony. Okay. And the reason I said that, I think it was the food thing. When the vegan please came in, which is a sentence I didn't think I'd say. When the vegan <laughs> please came in, they were like, you had a cheeseburger or whatever it was. He was like, a cheeseburger's not vegan. So that's why I decided he was gluttony in my seven <laughs> deadly sins theory. Um, I hope everyone enjoys this theory because I that's, came up with it for no I reason like other it. than there were seven of them. There were um, seven of them. And they were all, I feel like they were all, I, I, after I saw Matthew Patel, I assumed they were all going to be very stereotyped, because it's easier to do that when you're making a villain. Mm-hmm. So, I just ran with it. It was fun. I um, it. On the vegan police thing, when I was, because there, there's two things that he says. The first one, I was like, honey or something. He's like, oh, that's not vegan. That one was understandable. Mm-hmm. That it's a cheeseburger. It reminded me of, we had a housemate who was a vegetarian, and then um, we all went out for pizza, and he got pepperoni. Listen, okay, I'm gonna get on my soapbox, okay? If you say the sentence to me that I am a vegetarian, but I'm not listening anymore, and I will leave, okay? Yeah. If there's a but in your sentence, you're not whatever you just said you were. <laughs> I'm a vegan, but I'm going to leave, okay? That's at the end of the sentence. I'm a vegan, but Kalina's leaving now. Yeah. And won't be coming back. Like, also, um, egg. I don't think eggs are vegetarian. You can fight me about it. Die. That's my unpopular opinion. Uh, Kalina and I have had, I think we're up to three debates on whether or not eggs are vegetarian. Um, feel free to sound off. Um, Kalina will not listen to you. Uh, just for everyone who doesn't know, I'm a pescatarian, I, so I eat fish, and I've never had meat in my life, I've never had cow's milk in my life, and I've never had, like, eggs directly in my life. I'll eat dairy products, like cake and stuff, but I'm talking about people who straight up just eat, like, cook eggs, eat omelets. That, I don't think that's vegetarian. I don't think it should qualify. Okay. Thank you. Um, I've got 21 years of, of this stored up, so. Again, feel free. I don't, Clint and I had to put this debate to rest because <laughs> we got a little. <laughs> um, anyway, I thought that I liked how the, I don't know how to say this. I liked how the vegan police line was like very clearly not written by Republicans. I think that very easily could have um, become like, like the whatever anti-woke crap that people will put out today. Um, mm-hmm. I did like that it was definitely, it definitely came from a spot of somebody who was vegan was in the room when this was written, or somebody who was at least spoken to a vegan was in the room when this was written. Yeah. Like, it was, it was making fun of vegans, but not like in a, not in a bad way, I don't know how else to phrase that, but like, it was, it was yeah. funny without being offensive. Mm-hmm. Which, Which is very important and, and very hard to do, I, not, well, not hard to do, but I don't think people, tr- like... You have to care, and I don't think people care enough to not do that. Like, they're yeah. just ready to go offensive. It can go very easy to, into, like, anti-woke culture, which, dumb. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this anyway. one was this one was good. <laughs> also, I said, um, the, the friends, I, I thought his friends were so funny, because when Todd was beating him up and he got thrown through the wall for, like, the fourth time, his band goes, anyway, bro, that kind of sucks that your girlfriend's ex, um, your girlfriend's ex-boyfriends are trying to kill you, but we're gonna go get pizza, so you can meet us there when we're done. Mm-hmm. And, like, honestly, I'd probably, like, what do you do at that point? 
when this vegan guy's got superpowers and he's throwing your friend through several walls, I'd probably be like, I'm. I wouldn't say I was leaving, but I definitely would. Would step <laughs> probably out. Probably slowly <laughs> fade out. Like at that yeah. point, you can't help. So what am I like? He's he can't do anything. What am I gonna do? Yeah, you, right? what you have to do is you have to exit so you can be back to a hundred percent to like or you can be at a hundred percent to help drag them out of there. Uh, exactly. Like, like it's it's helpful in the long run. Like our friend Daniel Kaluuya said, and then you leave. And mm-hmm. Then you leave, which is my motto for everything. You can leave anything early if you have a good excuse. Yeah. Oh, and then I said, losing my superpowers is why I won't eat meat. (laughs) That's the only reason. Oh, okay. I have another France story for you because it's one of my favorite stories to tell. When I was in France, we went out one night and we were out until like, it was me and one of the other guys was left and it was like 4 a.m. And we ran into this guy from America for some, like in the middle of of like France okay ran into this guy from America his name was either Dakota or he was from Dakota but he had he had he was from a state and he had a name that kind of sounded like a state (laughs) and then he invited us back to his apartment to cook steak for my friend because I was was the guy I was with wanted a steak right he was don't worry I'll cook one for you and then they after we got back to his apartment he cooked the steak this is probably about six o'clock in the morning by now they were then trying to convince me to let him cook a steak for me. And I was like, no, it's okay. I don't eat meat. I've never had it. And they were like, this would be the perfect time to try. And I was like, 6 a.m. in a stranger's apartment when I have to go home. And I, like, I, I'm okay. I appreciate the offer. But maybe another time. And then I promptly tried to wrap my friend up and get him to leave. <laughs> and then I walked home. So that's my favorite story about someone trying to get me to eat meat. It, it actually it hasn't happened that often, thankfully, but that's the uh, that's the one that sticks out. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about yeah. that story, and it was it was it was a I whirlwind. Think about it so, like, I think about it at least once a month. It's, <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? Oh, and then I said, actually, where are the two dudes from the vegan police high fiving as they run away? <laughs> they burst through yeah. a wall and they go, yeah, and then they they just go. And then I have I love May wait May Whitman. And I said Whitman was um oh she was lust that was her, her her sin. Uh huh, that's fine. I'm okay with that one. I think that one. I think that one. I think even if she was a guy, I still would have put it for her. But also it with the added element of the fact that she was um Ramona's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It made sense. Yeah. Yeah, your aunt, you're a smart cookie. Thank you. Yeah, the, the one I had the hardest with was um, Patel, mm-hmm. because I came up with a theory with him, but um, I was like, I was kind of back and forth. I wanted because I thought I was gonna give Chris Evans wrath, but he was a little too full of himself. So that's mm-hmm. why, was, and like he didn't do fighting. He he gave his stunt doubles the job of fighting. So yeah, I had a little thing about this. I had fun. That was, that was a fun little element for me while I was doing my notes. <laughs> Gotta you know keep you keep your brain sharp. And one thing, another thing I didn't understand about Ramona. Um, was that I don't know why she got she kept getting upset with him for getting upset that her ex-boyfriends were trying to kill him and like I don't know why she expected him to just be on board when she never explained it the only yeah. person who tried to explain was Matthew Patel and like Poiber was not he didn't have to, to do at home yeah homeboy the email was deleted so like she was just she was like and then she was like sorry I know it's a lot and I was like yeah it's a lot but like if you'd give me a yeah. heads like he was down with it and he, she, he didn't get a heads up so she could have just been like hey someone might try to come kill you because they like me and like it's not her she's not worth all that it's not her fault but like also if this has happened more than she twice knows. you can assume it's a pattern yeah 
if she knows she she i think she's got an obligation yeah especially like if it's not somebody you actually want to date then yeah sure let them get killed whatever if you mm -hmm. liked this boy which it seemed like she did for some reason mm -hmm. at least you know Say, oh, you know, here's a heads up. Keep an egg in the back of your pocket. That'll win you over with one. You know, something like that. Mm -hmm. Block of cheese. Just always have a block of cheese. Just keep. So I think after this, Ramona decides to go with her original boyfriend, who was mm -hmm. Gideon. Gideon. And my notes are, this is my petition to let Neil join the band. Um, and I said, Knives is better, but she's 17, so... And then I said, he's, uh, oh, so Neil gives, um, G sorry, Gideon gives his band a recording contract. And this is after Ramona goes back to be with Gideon. And I wrote, she, he's known her for two minutes and she's not that hot. Don't give a record, give, don't give up a recording contract for her. Love is stupid. And also I think it's a scam. And then I said, <laughs> I said I was Wallace because he gave a cup of tea and kind of very callous advice. Mm -hmm. He was kind of like, that sucks, bro. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, not to sound all like love is a scam, but like you, she's barely known the girl two mornings and her ex-boyfriends tried to kill her. I think I think he'd been okay if he let that one go and just took the recording contract. Yeah. I think that I would I think that would have been okay. okay. Again, not that hot. Yeah, and like, you know, if it's real if she really loves you, she'll find her way to you again. This recording contract it's right here, right now. Well not. Anyway, I thought it was funny, though, because I had written the, this is my petition to let Neil join the band, and then about a minute later, they kick Scott out and let Neil join the band, so I was happy. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love him. He's adorable. Um, and I think he plays the two of the most sensible characters for the film season. Okay, in Jennifer's body, he's the only smart, he's the only smart person in the whole The only smart film. one in the okay. whole movie. Only one. Except for maybe Jennifer, and she only got smart after she got, um, possessed by a demon. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, I don't know if we can really attribute that one to her. Um, and I wrote that Gideon was great. That was his deadly sentence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I he he does a very good sleazy man. Uh, and I think we're wrapping up at the end here because I think this was going on a little long. So I'll a give a bit. recap of the scenes and we'll give our thoughts. Yes. So what happens after this is Scott goes to. Um, so his band. What were they called? Sex bomb. Oh, sex. Sex bomb, oh, terrible band name. I wrote that down. That's too. a great band um, name. I again, think that's Eleanor, hilarious. Eleanor, someone should do a study on Eleanor and I, a media case study. Media <laughs> consumed who they are now as people. Okay. Um, but so basically, he goes to see his band play. He goes to where his band is playing. Gideon's putting on a show for them. Um, Ramona's kind of being treated like a pet, which I had a lot of beef with. But anyway, he goes to fight Gideon. Um, and then Knives ends up fighting Ramona because she thought Ramona stole her boyfriend. And then Scott's like, oh no, I was cheating on you technically. And Ramona's like, you were cheating on us? And he was like, no, I was just cheating on her. And Ramona's like, no, that's not how that works. You're cheating on both of us. No, yeah. Long story short, Scott ends up dying, but he had collected an extra life earlier. I really liked how forced, like the foreshadowing all came to a point here. Yeah. Because he gets the extra life. He goes back to defeat Gideon. And then explains to the girls right off the bat that he cheated on both of them. Sorry. They come to help him defeat Gideon. Sorry, I think he and Knives help him. Knives helps him defeat Gideon. And that's when I decided Knives was my favorite character. And then he also has to defeat himself. Mm -hmm. The evil version of himself at the end. But they defeat Gideon. Everyone's happy. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, um, uh, in, <laughs> in one scene, he had the power of love, right? 
So I said, this is couples propaganda. What is the power of love? And then I said, actually, if he gives me a sword on fire, I could be convinced, right? Because he gets a yeah. flaming sword. And then after he dies and comes back and has to do it again, I said, see, the power of self-respect also gets you a flaming sword. Therefore, you don't need love. It's a scam. But think about this. Two swords. Well, you can have the love sword and then I'll have the power of self-respect sword and then we will... Also, I wrote that the ideas that you and I come up with aren't that far off from this, so I think no, we should make a movie. really not. We should make a movie. Clint and I had to do a screenplay in uh, yeah. our undergrad, and it was one of the best pieces we've ever produced. It was 10 out of 10. Oh, I, I do I do read it from time to time and consider submitting that somewhere. Yeah, but yeah, the foreshadowing, my favorite foreshadowing, just to finish off, and then I'll let you chit-chat, is um, they play, Scott and Knives do a, like a dancing video game at the very start of the movie when he's giving her her bed his bad pac-man fun facts and at the end of the movie that's actually how they defeat Gideon is they're doing the moves and they're working in sync like they did together and again yeah. if Knives was an adult I would have um I think she sh they should have ended up together but I'm glad they didn't and I'm glad yeah. that kind of like they gave they let Knives be her own person she wasn't just this girl that was used to further Scott's story and yeah was okay on, you know she definitely got a little bit more to her than obsessed 17 year old which always good to, to give your characters yeah. depth. I don't like that Knives tells Scott to go after Ramona. I didn't like that. I don't think they should have ended up, I think they should have let her go and let her um, sort out her problems because she had seven of them at least. Yeah, she... Yeah. I appreciate that they, they didn't, like, end up having a kiss or, you know, didn't, like, cut to a marriage or anything. I liked that it was a little bit ambiguous. Um, but also, you don't have to be nice to people who cheated on you. No, and I, they did. I did like that they were kind of going off to work on themselves together because mm -hmm. I do think one thing I liked is that Scott became self-aware and so did Ramona. Like they had problems and they couldn't just be like, "Oh yeah, those are my crazy ex-boyfriends." They had to. Be That's like, not my fault at all. Anyway, I think they did a really good job of incorporating other forms of media, which I think mm -hmm. makes this film just really, just really cool. Um, yeah, I thought. I didn't like a lot of it, but <laughs> the parts that I didn't like were, it's good that they weren't written as, like, good choices. Like, I think they could have yeah. been a lot more forgiving to, to the mess-ups of the character. Um, so, I, so I liked that I didn't... What you're what saying reminded me of something. Um, I don't remember. I listened to some spoken word poems. So it might have been a poem. I don't remember what it was specifically. But they were talking about how sometimes when you have good characters, they make a mistake. What they do is they frame every decision the character makes as good. So even if it's a questionable decision, because they're the hero, it's inherently good. Mm -hmm. Whereas it should be the other way around. The inherent decisions should always be good and that's what makes a good character yeah. versus the person is good and the character therefore the decisions they make are good it should be the other way around. i think um i think yeah. harry potter is very um he he's he's good so the that's you know what why he's making those choices it's fine harry potter is the best character ever to exist that that the books definitely give off that kind of vibe whereas mm -hmm. uh yeah back to my captain america soapbox <laughs> yeah. captain yeah. america that's part of the reason I like him. Even if his... And, like, I won't say every decision Captain America made was great. I'm not a Marvel lore super fan. So, like, I wouldn't know everything. I'm going based off of the movies and, like, what very little reading I've done. But he... 
his decision may not be inherently good for everyone or they may not serve the greater good all the time but he has a very clear list of morals that i think are inherently good he wants to save people back to the whole you know not a perfect soldier a good man and he that's what he lives by no matter no matter what the choices no matter what situation he's in he lives by that and i think he never makes a bad decision that's like oh yeah that's good like in civil war again i don't remember what the conflict was i think it was the geneva convention or whatever but that was that's why you had team cap and team iron man but even then people are split some people are obviously team cap some are team iron man but i don't think it was framed as captain america's decisions are the only good decisions because he's captain america i do think they gave you a dynamic of you can see the argument for this side and you can see the argument for this side um captain america went this way because this is what his morals are and he's sticking to them but it doesn't mean that's the right way or that's the only way to do it um so the real question is would you rather be an evil ex or have an evil ex evil in the sense of scott pilgrim not like garbage human being do i have to pick one um yes you do ideal situation i'd have no exes which is why i'm coasting right now so it's pretty sweet that's another thing i don't have any frame of reference so i think all of this is stupid and loves to scam but um i would rather i'd rather be an evil ex because like up until scott they didn't get defeated and that just seems like yeah. fun to like uh, get to beat up people periodically for no reason other than it's tradition at this point really it seems yeah. like because that was my other thing is except for gideon none of them were trying to get back together to her with her so i don't know yeah. why any of them agreed to beat up like potential Look, boyfriends first of all matthew patel learned that whole dance <laughs> and he look he spent too much time learning that to not put it to good use <laughs> i take it back that was my favorite part of the movie not the scott jumping <laughs> out the window it was it was the song oh my if you've ever seen an indian movie it was spot on but also it was so bad <laughs> So, all in all, good movie? Good movie. Um, the takeaway, don't date 17-year-olds. Mm -hmm. And you need to learn from the people around you. Um, you need yeah. to be self-aware. That's it. Don't date 17-year-olds. Yeah. Be self-aware. Being self-aware self is a very good... Or at least um, having friends that you know aren't afraid to call you on things that you are not yeah. able to see. Um, for example, dating teenagers... Um, yeah. Scott Pilgrim, very good editing, very just beautiful post production. Production value is fantastic. Yeah. Um, characters are pretty well fleshed out for a teen movie from 2010. Not to like uh, minimize it or anything, but yeah. especially with other teen I think movies from the time. Very well. Um. Yeah, I think they stick to the source material. So like how Matthew mm -hmm. Patel had like a real Bollywood feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bollywood. And then, like, the, the comic book superhero kind of vibe was consistent all throughout. I think they did, I think they handled that really, really well. I think if they made this movie today, it wouldn't be very different. No, and I think that's a good judge. Mm -hmm. Like, if you made Jennifer's Body today, you'd have to change a lot of things, or, like, Mean Girls even. But I think if this movie, they you would have to tweak some very minuscule yeah. things to make it work. But I think for the most part, it'd be the same. It's a good movie. Okay, it's fun. Check it out. Um, thank you for listening to us ramble on about everything we <laughs> rambled on about today. Mostly Scott Pilgrim and Captain most, America. I think that we stayed on topic really well today. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. It's a round of applause for us. It's the only thing we have to do, but like, it's really impressive that we did it. <laughs> it's so impressive. The only thing we have to do is show up.
Um, thank you. And we I've will been be, Kalina. And I've been Eleanor. And we will no be back at some point. It has been and we'll talk about that. something. And we will maybe stop talking on top of each other, but I don't think that's possible. Maybe one day when Eleanor's connection gets better and I can hear her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> one day we'll have outro music, but like, not today. <laughs>